Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now, here's your host, Tom Singer. Guess what you just did? You just stumbled on another episode of Making Waves at Sea Level. Thank you so much for picking this podcast. I know that you have lots of podcasts that you can pick from, and yet, here you are again. If you're a returning listener, or if it's your first time, hey, welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. I've been working on this show for almost seven years. We're closing in on 700 episodes, and the whole idea is to bring you interviews with people who are doing cool things, who are shaking things up, people who are making waves in business. And today, we are joined by Jill Raff. What Jill does is she works with companies to help them attract and retain their employees. She helps them focus on having an employee experience that is going to help them grow their customer experience. And she works on having that culture of connection inside the company so that you can thrive as an employer of choice. Hey, Jill, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. Hey, thank you so much for being here. So before we get started with today's episode, I have to thank one of the sponsors of this show, and that is Stanton Chase International, one of the leading global executive search firms serving as trusted advisors to help companies build their senior leadership teams. Now, full disclosure, I work for Stanton Chase International, and if your company is really looking to hire people who are going to get on board, help your mission go forward at that VP level or higher, make sure that you reach out to stantonchase.com. You can find me on their Austin, Texas page. All right, so Jill, you work with companies to make sure that they're having all of these great experiences for their employees. Uh, Why does that even matter? Why do people care about how their employees are doing? Shouldn't we be focused all on the customer? (laughs) That's what you would think, but actually it's the opposite. We can't expect to give the customers great experiences if we aren't first focused on our employees' experiences, if we are not first really looking at how do we bring out the best in them? How do we first bring on the best people even, right? Starting out with how do we bring the best people in? How do we hire people who are in alignment with our culture, who can speak our language, who can treat our end customers how they want. So first we have to really focus on that great customer, I'm sorry, the great internal customer experience, the employee experience, in order to have that great customer experience. In short, that's a a great way to sum it up. So I've always believed that for any company, their people are totally their greatest asset. And I know that's exactly where, where you come from on this. Why do sometimes companies drop the ball on that? You'd think by 2021, 2022, that should be like a given. Right. I do think that it should be a given. And the interesting thing is, Tom, that people say, oh, you know, when you talk, when I talk to a lot of people um, about this, whether it's a potential client or just someone at any sort of meeting, they're like, oh, well, of course, like that's common sense. And that's the problem is often what's common sense is not common practice. And so, you know, it's amazing to me that it now, um, fortunately people are starting to come around, but it's amazing that so many people up to this point in time have just thought their people are there to serve them. They're paying them a check. They should be glad they have a, a job and that's it. But now with the pandemic, they have realized 
that people are starting to question what it is that they do. And you have to provide them more than just that paycheck. And um, I think the pandemic has finally opened the eyes and created this paradigm shift to finally recognize we need to provide more for our people. So, of course, we're going through what they're calling the great resignation, right? They say 20 million plus people have quit their jobs just in the last few months, and they expect another 50 million people are going to do it sometime soon. So if people are just saying, I'm fed up, I'm out of here, I'm leaving, what do companies need to be doing now to make sure that's not their people? Yeah, a a good point, right? Like the customer churn, in fact, Accenture did a study and they said the customer churn is attributed to poor quality customer service. Well, I feel that your employee churn rate is going to be an indirect correlation to that customer churn rate. And so from a business owner and a C-level executive perspective, I think we need to back into that and really see what's the heart of the problem. And that is their internal customers and their internal culture. So what has to be done is, gosh, so I start with what I call my inside out framework. That's my proprietary process. And it starts with clarifying and making sure your core values, vision, and mission are super clear and that you've prop that you've revisited revisited it since the pandemic to make sure that you have incorporated your value of your greatest asset, your people into that core value. And then you use that for everything that you do. You have um, value hired aligning. Um, I'm sorry, value aligned hiring. And then same thing with onboarding and every step that goes throughout the employee journey needs to be reflective of that. And people are always talking about the customer journey and customer journey mapping. I believe you need to start with employee journey. And that's why I also work on employee journey mapping with clients. So I worked for a bunch of companies before going to work for myself 12 years ago. And so many of those companies that I worked for really didn't have sort of a culture of appreciation for the employees. Sometimes the boss was like, well, you make good money there. Shut up and go to your office and get the work done. So fast forward 20 years, I would think everybody realized you got to appreciate those employees or they're going to leave you. What what's going on? I think now they know that I think now with the pandemic, they realize people have gone. They're not coming back. They're changing industries. They realize they don't need to be treated poorly or ignored or not have their voice heard, um, not appreciated. You know, they they find that actually Deloitte um, said that 42 percent of respondents in this survey that they did showed that Employees want to be heard. They want to be appreciated for their specific skills and their abilities. So it's not just, oh, we appreciate you. You did a good job, which is great. And if that's done, you also have to think of how are you delivering that appreciation, right? Everybody's different. Some people who are more introverted don't want that public display. They just want to know, thank you. I appreciate you. And um, here's some potential for your growth, right? I know there's a lot in that, but then- You know, others feel like I want to know that my skills are being valued and that there's room for growth to apply for growth to apply those skills, because most people they're finding again now since the pandemic, one of the key things to retain people is to show them growth potential within your company. And that means tapping into their skills and their abilities and appreciation for what those are. So. People want growth potential inside the company. And yet 
I don't see a lot of companies offering that. I see a lot of people feeling like they're in a dead-end position where there is no room for upward. So how can companies make sure that they constantly have that, that ability to allow people to grow? They need to start looking at their structure, at their alignment. They need to look at how is their company structured across silos. So I feel that there needs to be that alignment, again, reflecting back from, you know, the ingredient number one or those values. Um, are they displayed clearly across every silo, every department? So I believe that you need to think about your company both horizontally across all silos, as well as vertically from every job title. And so I think when you do that, you're able to say, we are all here working together for one purpose. It's not a task-driven job. It's not a task-driven company. But what our culture is about is connecting to each other, to bring out the best in each other, and to support the purpose of the company. And so if you show them that, then they're going to see other positions, other possibilities. They're going to be learning from each other. And when you, from the beginning, let them know there is a place for you to grow within this company and you then feed that and you educate that and you invest in their learning, then they're going to be there and stay with you. But if you don't show them, you have to communicate that from the beginning throughout their entire journey with you. So you talk a lot about educating your people, not training your people. What's the difference? So training is clearly, um, let's face it, you can train an orangutan to smile, right? Like Anyone can be trained to serve a a, a task, a certain job function, a skill. Um, You know, of course, unless you're a doctor, right? Those, those types of things. But for them, for most part, any job task, you can train someone to do that. But someone with a really bad attitude can come in and can do those tasks really well. And maybe their resume is awesome, but any kick-ass resume doesn't mean that they're in alignment with your values. And education means you are starting out from the beginning, even before you may know their skill level or what you want to train them in, you, you will probably save a lot of money and time invested in training someone to do what you want on the job. If you first look at educating them and making sure that they know who you are, what you stand for, how you speak to each other, how you speak to the customer, how do we work with everyone along the supply chain? What is it that makes our culture and us who we are and who we're, how we're unique? And when you're educating them of that and you continue to do that throughout the process, they will live into those values. And you'll be able to determine right off the bat, is this someone who belongs in our work family or not? And if if they aren't, then don't bother even doing the training of the skills. All right. So I've got a couple more questions for you. But first, I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure you're going to sound amazing. Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing people who are making waves in business like Jill Raff. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that many of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash 
cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. All right, so Jill, I want to get down to the brass tacks of what you teach companies, right? So when you go in and work with companies, you help them impact their bottom line by how they engage their people through all of these things that we've talked about. So let's get down into the practice. What can a company do? What can an executive do right now if he wants to shake things up and get everybody on board with this type of culture that you talk about? I think first and foremost, they need to start with really assessing the true reality of what's going on in their company, not their perception of what may be happening. The truth is there is, um, again, a study that was done by by Bain and Company, a stat that I love, and that is that 80% of executives believe that they are delivering a superior customer experience while only 8% of the customers agree. And I think that applies to your internal customers. So I think we need to mind that gap. We need to to look at the mindset of that. And we need to first go in. And I would hire someone externally to come in, do a cross-cultural, uh, I'm sorry, cross-organizational uh, assessments, all kinds of ways to look at your business to come back to you to say, this is what we've learned. This is what we're hearing from the, the person who's cleaning the, the, your offices to your top stakeholders. And I believe that every employee is a key, probably your most important stakeholder. So really looking at everybody in the entire organization, do interviews, um, as I said, do assessments, talk to people, talk cross silos, talk to management, talk to employees, say, and cross-reference, like, are we hearing the same message? I guarantee you that you're not going to be hearing the same message. And so allow that person is one of the things that I do, but whether it's me or anybody, it doesn't matter. Having those outside ears and voices to truly do um, an, an external audit of what's going on and coming in internally to see things that someone internally would not see would be the best thing and the best place for you to start to get a true picture of then where do we go from here? Well, I love this concept of the reality versus the perception. And those numbers that you quoted in that, that Bain study is are, are huge, but CEOs oftentimes, you know, don't see the problems. Their mindset is focused on the bottom line. It's focused on some other things. So if they're really going to focus on the reality versus the perception, what does that individual leader need to do besides just somebody coming in and telling them? I think there's probably a lot of internal work they have to do to get past that. Yes, absolutely. There's work um, on on EQ, right? Your emotional quotient, your emotional today, you're being open with no ego to really understand how do we communicate with people. Um, you know, you, start, you mentioned bottom line a lot, right? And that's very typical. People are looking at that financial bottom line. I believe your bottom line, in order to get to your financial bottom line, you need to look at your human assets, your people bottom line. And that is the greatest currency that you have. And you will not have a business without your people. So as much as they're going to say, well, we're just looking at our bottom line and I don't think we really have a people problem, Um I think you have to really do some internal mindset work, some internal work to say, how do we be open to the problems that we have? No ego aside, if we want to grow every input that we get, whether it's from our employee or whether it's from our external customers, we need to create a system so that they can get 
true, honest, open information. And then once you have the data, a lot of these companies collect all this data, but then what do they do with it? And so if you're not open to really hear the data, honestly and openly with no ego, like put that ego, park it at the door. When you walk into your office, be open to say, it's that contribution that I hear. It's that input that is going to make us better. That's going to open my eyes to issues that I didn't know existed before. All right. So a lot of companies are experiencing the, the downside of this. They're seeing people quit in mass. Maybe what do you say to somebody who is experiencing a lot of turnover right now? What are some brass tacks things they can do to attract those new people and not recreate the same problem? Uh, I think they need to make sure they have great outtake information that they say, why are people leaving us? Learn what's happening and really truly listen to what's happening. Don't say, oh, well, it's because they had bad performance because their manager said one thing or the other. The truth is you need to look at your people. The truth is people don't leave a company, they leave a boss. And I know we've all heard that expression many times before. But again, the people interaction of what's going on in your company ultimately is what creates your culture and is where your culture is living within your people and how they interact with one another. And whether even internally, so um, my book is called Transforming Transactions into Interactions. It's actually a collaborative book with our wonderful NSA chapter. And mine, my section is called uh, Transforming Transactions into Interactions. And I think the same thing applies to a company. We need to look at why are people leaving us? Maybe because it's transactional. Maybe because the relationship between us and them is transactional. No one wants to be a cog in the wheel. So I think they need to look back and take an honest look at how are we treating our people? What opportunities are we providing them? Are we listening to what they have to say? Uh, you know, um, employees have shown that they want to be heard. They want to make a difference. And employees who feel their voices are heard are 4.6 times more likely to feel empowered to do their best work. So why are we not tapping into that? And I think it comes down to being brutally honest with ourselves and understanding why are people leaving and what opportunities are we not letting them know they have within our company that they don't need to leave. So I love the title of the, of the chapter that you wrote in the book, transforming transactions into interactions. So let's get down to the interactions that have to be transformed. What, what are again, just some things that someone could implement today inside their company? Uh, Very simply acknowledge them. Um, so uh, I think let's do it this way. Uh, I have uh, this process I call shark is the, um, acronym for it. And, um, it stands for serve from heart. So whether we're talking about an end customer or whether we're working with our team, we need to all come with a, a, a heart and a place of, we are here to serve, Others, We're here to create a product or service to offer something to someone else and truly serve from that place of giving, not what we want to receive, but where we want to give. The H is 
not just hearing people, but truly listening. So again, providing those opportunities to ask the questions and then really hear and listen to what they're saying so that then it can be implemented into the greater structure of the company. When they know and see that their ideas are being tried, they are going to be much more vested in the outcome and take that pride of ownership and the work. Um, the A is an A squared for appreciation, which we talked on about before, uh, and acknowledgement, acknowledging who they are, acknowledging their skills, their abilities, all that they can contribute to your company. R squared, respect and resolution. Everyone wants to be respected. Basic human need. Resolution, we all are coming to a, a job or as a customer or as an employee for some sort of resolution. We want to solve the problem. We want to create a resolution from, from a problem or we're just looking for an item that we want to buy. We're looking for that resolution. And my favorite, the K in shark is for kindness. And I think if companies show their people more basic human kindness, create a human-centered workplace, they will find enormous changes happening quickly. Like it doesn't take long. It doesn't take much. It's not expensive. And you can see quick turnarounds by asking, how are you today? What's going on in your life? What's of interest to you? Like get to know them on a personal level. That was something that, you know, I hear feedback from my dad who was a McDonald's owner operator early days. Um, He and my parents, my grandparents opened McDonald's number 150. And I've been having so much fun interviewing people who worked for them back in the early days. And they all said, your dad showed us respect. We respected him, but he gave it back to us. He let us show what we could do. He entrusted us to, to um, show what we were capable of and to grow in that way. And, you know, there was just this opportunity. There was this kindness. There was a human connection. He always asked about my family by name and what was this, you know, your brother doing and how is school going? He showed interest. Simple. And that was a long-winded answer, but it comes down to simply show interest in your people and they will in turn show you interest back. It's the universal law of reciprocity. Awesome. So Jill, if somebody's listening to this, why don't you tell everybody who's the ideal client that you work with? What's, what's, what's that avatar that is who you serve? So first and foremost, it needs to be someone who's already in the mindset of appreciation, appreciating and understanding that it is in fact their people that makes a difference. I don't want to convert anyone to that. If they don't believe it, that's fine. They'll come around hopefully at some point. But for me, the the bottom line is they need to recognize this, but say, I need help. I need someone from the outside to come in and let us really see what's going on here. I need someone to help us look at what we're doing now, but help us create those systems so that we can have the consistency across all, all departments, consistency throughout the vertical chain, consistency in who we are and our brand message and our culture that we are creating. We want to create a true connection culture where everyone is supporting one another as a true work family. And it doesn't matter what industry, Tom, because while I've worked, and I think actually this is my advantage, I've worked across multiple industries ranging from the food industry. Um, besides McDonald's, I went to Le Cordon Bleu and I worked um, as a 
you know, did some stages and one star Michelin and as I say, I'm McDonald's to Michelin. So kind of covering the gamut. I was a, a fashion designer in New York city and in, in Italy. Uh, I'm a real estate licensed real estate agent in in two States, Texas and New York. And I've done all these different things. And so the point is the bottom line throughout that, that common golden thread is your people. It's that experience that you give internally and externally. So it's not the industry that matters. It's the mindset and it's the, the objective and the goal of wanting to unify your people and stand out as a business with a culture that shows connection and care for its people. Awesome. And if people wanted to find you, where would they find you? They could find me at, uh, my website is my name, jillraff.com. And Raff is R like Ronald, A like apple pie, and double F like french fry. Uh, Jill. <laughs> I got the little McDonald's tie in there. I got that. <laughs> That's the idea. Um, so jillraff.com, or you can reach out directly, jill at jillraff.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest here on Making Waves at Sea Level. Any final thoughts? Uh, no. Um, just uh, one other thing is LinkedIn. So I do a, a weekly live show uh, called Celebrity Customer Experience on LinkedIn. So uh, reach out and connect with me there. I love the input. I love the conversation. So I'd love to, to speak to anyone about their ideas around employee customer experience. Awesome. Well, Jill Raff, thanks for being a guest. And thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened. I say it every single week. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do the show? So make sure that if you like the show, you're telling a friend. I find that more people find podcasts through word of mouth than any other way. So tell everybody you know to check out Making Waves at Sea Level. We're going to be back in a couple of days with an interview with somebody who's making waves in business just like Jill Raff. Check us out every Tuesday and Thursday on wherever you get your podcast love. That could be Apple. That could be Spotify. That could be Stitcher. We're everywhere. Check it out and uh, then come back in a couple of days for that next interview. We'll see you soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.